Hi guys, it's Erin and it's another episode of Causes or Cures and we're talking about sunscreen today. To wear or not to wear sunscreen is a top wellness debate and people feel strongly about it either way. And people want to protect their skin from sun damage, premature aging, age spots, wrinkles, and skin cancer. Um, but people also recognize that we get vitamin D from the sun. But the question remains, what can we do to protect ourselves from sun damage? And we're going to talk about that today. You know, the natural remedies. There's a lot of memes and graphics out there in social media when it comes to anything in wellness. But you really have to ask yourself, does this work? Who's the authority behind this graphic? What is their experience? Is there any science to what they're telling me? Not all advice is equal. What about the SPF claims when it comes to any sunscreen? What about the chemical blockers versus the physical blockers? There's a lot of concern recently about oxybenzone, an example of a chemical blocker in sunscreen. What can we do to protect ourselves and feel good about our choice of sunscreen? So to talk about these issues, on the line, I'm thrilled to have Dr. Julie Merton. Dr. Merton is the chair of the Skin Cancer Prevention Task Force in Northeast Florida, and she's also a professor of public health at the University of North Florida School of Public Health. She recently authored a interesting paper that is called Pinterest Homemade Sunscreens, a Recipe for Sunburn. So she's going to talk about that, what she found, and answer some of those questions that we all have about sunscreen. And by listening to this, you'll hear what I do to protect my skin. And I'll also elaborate more on that in the blog. So take a listen. On the line, we have Dr. Julie Merton. And thank you so much, Julie, for being here. Um, and just to start, uh, can you just give us a little bit of, of your background and what you do? Oh, sure. Um, I've been at the University of North Florida for 15 years and University of North Florida, we're in Jacksonville and it's a comprehensive university. So we um, we have about 17,000 students, a mix of undergrads and grads. Um, it's right by the beach. It's got a real mellow vibe. And I teach in the public health program, and I help the students who are getting ready to go into their public health careers. I help them find internships and match with a mentor. We're real into mentorship in our That's program. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's really fun. You get to see, I don't know, that beautiful 21, 22-year-old time in life where the career starts to crystallize. And I've been doing that for 15 years. And then my research is in the realm of cancer prevention, primarily skin cancer. And it's the social behavioral side of research, not really the lab science piece. Right. And you're the chair of the, the Skin Cancer Prevention Task Force in Correct. Yes. Northeast Correct. Florida. And Florida's, I mean, Florida's like <laughs> right, the a biggest, the biggest state for when it comes to uh, skin cancer. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. Some of the um, states with higher elevations out west have higher rates than we do in Florida. Really? And it's so, it was oh. so interesting. And it's, it's kind of funny because there's a lot of speculation on the social behavioral side of why. It's almost like Floridians are so conditioned to the sun. They know, okay, got to use sunscreen, got to stay <laughs> out of this heat. But sometimes it's so nice out west that you lose track of how much 
sun exposure that you're having because it's so nice down here. You, it's like an oven, so you can't take much of the heat. So you yeah. get out of it and you get in the shade. Yeah, it's really funny. I know. I know. I, when I spent time in Florida, I was like, okay, I have to go inside. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot take it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it almost forces you to um, have good skin health because you have to go inside. I know, and I'm so white, so I just <laughs> burn. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so you authored a really interesting paper, uh, Pinterest Homemade Sunscreens, A Recipe for Sunburn. Um, what, in, what inspired you to look into the, the natural homemade recipes? Oh, it's a, it's a funny story. So a lot of my research, I really pull it from real life because I think that's what's so relevant to people that will actually make a difference. Um, and I was around a lot of my mom friends and they were talking about making homemade sunscreens and they were chit-chatting about what they were doing. And I was, you know, eavesdropping and going, <laughs> sure, surely this cannot, surely they're not getting sunscreen recipes off Pinterest. Okay, surely they were because <laughs> I went on Pinterest and just plugged in um, homemade sunscreen and natural sunscreens just to see it was extraordinary thousands of recipes with people vehemently swearing that this was far superior to anything that you could buy and you absolutely have to use this don't poison yourself anymore with commercial sunscreens and that's how we got this study off the ground wow and so what what did you find? Like, what were some of, I guess, the most interesting results? Oh, my gosh. It, it, so many levels of interest with this study. Yeah. First of all, I guess the primary finding was just the sheer bad information on Pinterest. I mean, recipes for homemade sunscreens that had absolutely zero sun protection, um, <laughs> weren't broadband. We're, gonna, we're setting these poor people, if they followed their recipe, up for a terrible burn. Kind of the second, the second bigger takeaway for me was just the power of social media because yeah. um, all the, our health information, people are really getting their health information from the internet and social media. And social media is even more dangerous because it's almost when it's being shared by a friend or someone you know, it's almost like this um, unspoken or indirect stamp of approval. If sure. and your friend could be just posting the picture and the recipe because there's a great palm tree in the graphic and they're like oh that's cute I'll share that but you know a friend might see it and go oh this homemade sunscreen recipe if Sarah shared that surely it's good let me try right. this on my kids like so word of was, mouth yeah. right exactly which we all believe a lot of times more than we do anything sure. you know advertising or whatnot so honestly that was one of my bigger wow moments is just the, the sheer power of social media and how social media is also kind of it escapes the watchful eye of the FDA or the FTC as far as you know truth and advertising and, and all those sort of things so customers are really vulnerable by taking information off of social media and do you have um I, I don't know if you looked into this in your research but any idea who authored the recipes like were they Oh, yeah. We we followed the websites and it was an interesting mix of people, um, blogs and personal websites devoted to natural healing. Um, yeah. 
And those are folks that, you know, have really strong beliefs about sunscreen being an endocrine disruptor. Um, They're concerned about the vitamin D deficiency that we have, um, coral reef disruption. So there's a lot of folks that are concerned about, very legitimate concerns about some of the controversies with sunscreen. There were a, a good chunk of the um, posts that were tied to businesses. They were trying to sell some products. Um, a lot of um, organizations, kind of the, the the folks selling the essential oils and things of yeah. that nature, tied back to their, I think there was two pins that were associated remotely with a cancer center. And that was it out of the hundred. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, I know 189 pins and two had some remote connection to a legitimate source of health information. And what were, uh, do any of the recipes stand out? Like what, I mean, like some of the ingredients that people were, were oh, using? Oh yeah. Well, you know, coconut oil is having its moments in the sun. <laughs> and so, you know, people swear by, I mean, I don't know, recently you've noticed probably it's getting a little negative traction, but it, it, it was the it darling. Was... <laughs> coconut oil. Okay. Coconut oil. It was, yeah. it was probably the most common ingredient. Um, and and when it's tested in the lab, it, the SPF is between one and seven, which is doing nothing really to help you. So lots of recipes for coconut oil. Um, beeswax was used quite a bit to kind of sell the idea of it being water resistance, mm. shea butter, um, a variety of essential oils. And some of the recipes, to their credit, they did recommend zinc oxide to be included right. in the recipe, which is great. It's the Cadillac of any sort of sun protection. But it, it goes back to that. You and I mixing this up in our bathroom or kitchen. How good a job are we doing really dispersing the important ingredient? Are we getting the right amount? How are we applying it? You know, it, it's ideal. You know, you, you could say, oh, that's a decent recipe, but it comes to how great a cook this person is, I suppose. Right. And then like the SPF claims, how are they measuring that? Right. right. Like, yeah. Right. Oh, they just, they would find it, it appeared, and this isn't anything scientific that we put in our article, but it appeared because some of the articles did cite other websites mm -hmm. and they would just read it on some layperson's blog that, oh, um, you know, carrot oil has this SPF and it really had not been rigorously scientifically tested, but they would put that particular SPF on I the um, homemade sunscreen recipe on Pinterest. Um, yeah, I found that really interesting. Um, not that, I mean, I know SPF gets a lot of, well, anyways, right. Cause there's claims mm -hmm. with, uh, and you would know this better than me, but you know, some of the products out there that claim to, you know, be like a hundred or 99. I mean, those. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Just, that's good salesmanship really. Um, once you get past the 30 SPF, it's really such, such a, a tiny, tiny increase in anything that it's doing for you. Yeah. So and I you... fell for that trap. I would, I would oh, buy it like, yeah. <laughs> oh, we all be like, yeah. I'd be like, 120? oh, 120, yeah. get me that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. And the FDA there, they really cracked down on sunscreen labeling a few years ago and they're improving it. So they're getting, they're going to tighten. You'll they're... see in the next few years, a trend toward much better advertising on sunscreens. They really have to lay things out for you. They have to talk about that. This is not going to prevent cancer, and and if it's broadband or not, they really have to carefully label their ingredients from right. now on.
And then sometimes from what, what I read, people, you know, hear the higher SPF and they stay out in the sun longer. Um, so it's actually worse over time. Um, oh, yeah. Because you yeah. think you're safe. You're like, I got yeah. 120 on. <laughs> I'm totally, totally fine. Leave the hat at home. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Um, yeah, we all have. And that's, um, that's the funny thing about this research. I... I didn't fault any of the, the folks that were doing it. I totally understood all of the, you know, different perspectives, the folks that wanted a more natural approach because it yeah. is scary, all the chemicals out there. And then every week we're learning something that we previously thought was really safe for us is now, you know, going to kill us next week. So right. I get that it was more just kind of human behavior, a fascination with human behavior. Um, and yeah, and then just sort of, you know, and that's interesting. And I kind of like, I, I, I go like, I call there's like the world of science and there's the world of wellness and, um, there's this distrust, like, you know, you know, with the companies and the government and mm -hmm. that's a problem. And then, but there's like no regulation at all, you know, within the, it's like the wild west, uh, in terms yeah. of well, wellness. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, I and I feel bad for custom, I mean, consumers, like, how do you know what to listen to and what to do? Yeah. I mean, I don't myself half the time know what product is safe and what ingredient yeah. this week is fine. And next week, oh, it causes cancer. Oh, right. super. Right. I, I kind of just go like, okay, the toxicities in the dose, just don't, don't, don't use too much right, of it. Right. Moderation <laughs> with everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, it's like with eggs, they're good for you. They're bad for you. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you about the, um, I don't know if you saw the article in JAMA in May. Mm -hmm. You did. Okay. Yeah. I figured you would, um, with the benzones and a lot of people quote that, like when they go to these natural sunscreens, they're like, Oh, the, there's the benzones and the threshold, uh, mm -hmm. we're exceeding the threshold in our bloodstream. Um, and they've been linked, I guess, to, uh, you know, hormone disruptors. Mm -hmm. And I also read mm -hmm. birth defects. What, do you have any comment on that? Like, are they looking into that or? Yeah, when that came out, I thought it was very interesting. I was like, wow, the timing for this article to come out right. I mean, it was probably within a week our article came out with that article. And my my kind of take on it is the headline was really, really scary with that article. But once you dug in and read a little bit, it just it exceeded the threshold of being in the bloodstream and recognized it wasn't, there's a lot of questions on what that actually means. Does it cause anything or does it just meet this threshold of being in the bloodstream and excreted through our bodies? So mm. that was my takeaway that it, yeah, it's there. It's definitely absorbing into the body, which is something to give you pause, but truly where are the studies to show what does that mean? Is that having an effect on anyone? Is that causing problems? Cause the science there is a little bit weak. Yeah, I and yeah, and it's just sort of a correlation. And that chemical is also in um, well, hairspray, nail polish. It's in a, a, a bunch of other right. things, as far as right. I understand it. Um, and what I and what I do with that is uh, the benzones. They're part of the the chemical blockers. There's kind of two sunscreen works in two ways. There's the physical right. blockers and the chemical blockers. So I always recommend if, if chemicals concern you, which they they do and they should then aim for a mineral, a physical blocking sunscreen. And that's why I always recommend zinc oxide sunscreens. They don't look hideous anymore like we did in the 80s with, you know, the white stripes and the blue stripes. <laughs> they they, they I, got them ground down so fine. So now you, yeah. Yeah, you can't even see them anymore, but they provide an actual physical blocker and they're not absorbing into your bloodstream. So and, that's a way to equalize that concern. 
Right. And the titanium. Mm-hmm. Dio- I, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, and that's what I, I do. I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to get the physical blocker sunscreens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I think it's more comfortable, frankly, as well, because I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Um, the chemical absorbers, what they do is they, they take the UV radiation and they kind of dissipate it on your skin. You can actually feel the warmth. And so that's not super comfortable, like we talked oh. about down here in the Florida oven. And I like the physical blockers because I feel like they keep me cooler. Now, that could be insane and all in my head, but I truly feel like there's a difference in how they make me feel. And what about like waterproof uh, or how often should people reapply? Yeah, and they, they can't use the term waterproof anymore. Because oh, that was really? Part of the, yeah, they have to use water resistant because okay. waterproof really gives you that, oh, I'm good all day. <laughs> if you swim or you sweat, you should reapply right afterward. And right if on. you don't sweat and you don't swim, go for every two hours. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, do you, and are you supposed to apply? I forget. Someone once told me this that before you go out into the sun, you have to wait, like you apply and then wait a little bit. Yeah, they want it to get coverage before you go out. But with the zinc stuff, if you're getting it on right there, you're yeah. going to be fine because you're putting on a physical blocker that's going to work right away on your skin. So, and and I think, so in, in terms of like going back, just going back to this research on mm-hmm. natural, because I think it's really interesting. I mean, I, I've had my, you know, my grandfather died of, of melanoma, which I know is mm-hmm. maybe more complicated, but my other grandpa had so many like squamous cell carcinomas mm-hmm. and stuff. So is there going to be, do you think any kind of regulation? Um, obviously there's freedom of speech and all of that, but I find it really interesting. And what's really interesting about like going back to your point in social media, how fast an influencer can take off and have like zero, really any training or anything. Yeah. I know. And, and people follow by the thousands and yeah. what they say it, it, it's shocking when you think about it. It, it really is. And I'm just kind of like, it's, uh, and I understand being cynical of, you know, you, you know, what drug companies and all mm-hmm. of that. I, I get yeah. that, but sometimes I, yeah, it's just sort of taking it to another extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing a similar study. I won't derail onto this, but with CBD oils, I mean, they're huge oh. here and we're doing oh, the yeah. exact same study with the Pinterest with CBD because we just did a search of CBD and basically according to Pinterest, it will cure anything, everything Everything. you can have. And that's that to your point, it's, I mean, every influencer and celebrity out there, they're having CBD parties, you know, they recommend (laughs) it for everything. And the science really, the science is emerging and there's tons of studies and clinical trials right now going on. But the only one that's been proven effective is for childhood seizures. That's the only that's the only thing CBD has truly scientifically been proven. Yeah, and um, I saw even in the animal mart, like for pets, um, for dogs mm-hmm. and stuff. I know it's kind of taken off there. But I always yeah. tell people, like guys, the scientific method still matters. You know, you can have that mm-hmm. cynicism and stuff. And I think mm-hmm. there's some truth to some natural cures. I absolutely do. Um, oh, I agree. Yeah. But I think, again, there has to be some sort of, uh, but it's interesting when you say celebrity, like a lot of the celebrities kind of really, I don't know. They drive this stuff. They drive a lot. Yeah. Like wellness, right? Like they become, and I, I always ask myself, I'm like, I get that they were like, you know, beautiful, famous actresses or whatever, but like, where's this information coming from? Like what's, you know, what sort of science are we dealing with? Um, I think we're confusing beauty with health. 
I think yeah. that's, I think we see a beautiful person and we're like, oh, they're clearly healthy. Let me find out what they're doing <laughs> yeah. to yeah. be healthy. And they, they may be just young or got great genes or something along those lines. And it's not necessarily what they're doing. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, are you doing any more research just to, in closing here? I don't want to take up too much of your time, uh, I guess, in the realm of sunscreen or sun protection. Yeah, we're going to take a look at Instagram next and see what's oh, going gosh. on. And it's so funny you mentioned, I know it's going to be a field day. Um, and then we're going we're to, actually, it's funny you mentioned the influencer piece. We're going to follow some of the influencers with sunscreens and CBD and just talk about the message. We try to present it in in a way that's just like, here is the message and here's why you just have to be such a critical consumer. That's really what we're trying to accomplish. We don't want to paint people into, right. oh my gosh, this person's an idiot or this is a terrible way to approach things. It's more just an awareness for being a really, really discerning consumer of health information. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's, I, I can't wait to read that one. Um, yeah. I can't wait for it. I love these studies. It's so much fun. I, know, I, so, I, I mean, and in social, with social media, it's just like, it takes off like wildfire. Um, and endless yeah. opportunities for a researcher yeah. and something new comes out and it cures everything. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, okay guys, that can't be possible. Maybe some, maybe some of those things, but not everything. Uh, right. And it just gets people's hopes up is the sad, you know, it hopes up and then, yeah. You know, then there's some product that's robbing people of their money. I, uh, that's where it goes down the slippery slope to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I think there's, we're going to see more and more of that. So, um, mm -hmm. well, when you get that published or whatever, definitely send it my way. I'm very curious. Oh, we'll chat. That'll be fun to bring yeah, up CBD because can... it's super fun to, yeah. to pick that one apart. Yeah, I know. I know. And I get, um, people send me like, do you want to try, actually, I just got a drink sent to me to try. I mean, and I'll try it just to. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I'm up for anything. <laughs> I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. Um, right. but, but I don't know, you know, and then I'm like, uh, I, I don't know how good my placebo response right. is, but, um, oh, I'll yeah, I mean, I'll be like, this thing's magic. It's clearly worked. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess there's some, if, you know, if it's the placebo, I always, I'm going to create a t-shirt that says hi on placebos because yes. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do. Well, yeah. That's part of the thing with CBD. They're such rabid followers. They will fight you if yes. you say this really hasn't been proven yet. They will fight you. We've had more controversial comments really? at our research poster presentations about CBD than I've ever had on anything. And we're not saying it's bad. We're, we're supporters, but we are yeah. just saying, be mindful that there's not a ton yeah. of research. We don't know how this interacts with medications. We don't know a lot of things yet. So just be careful. But people are passionate because it's worked for them. It's worked for a family member. So and there's they... a sort of trust um, now, uh, you know, and I, I check myself with this as well. You know, there's this trust. Oh, it's natural. It's, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's misguided. That's misplaced. Um, sure. Because we, we yeah. don't really know, but, um, but okay. thank you so much, Julie, for your time. And so when the CBD thing comes out, we're, uh, I'll have you well, back on. <laughs> good. I love, I love chatting with you. Thank you so much yeah, for taking the time thank to talk you about too. this. Really appreciate it and look forward to sharing it with everyone. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome guys. Thanks so much for listening and thank you for Dr. Merton for, uh, calling in and talking about her research and also the CBD aside, which was really interesting. Hope you subscribe. If you have any comments about anything, sunscreen if you want to tell me what kind of sunscreen you use 
or you won't use or what type of sunscreen is possibly the devil, um, feel free to message me, Erin at bloomingwellness.com. And we're going to talk more about sunscreen and vitamin D and what vitamin D actually is and how much you actually need on future episodes. So hopefully you subscribe. Till then, take care of yourselves and have a good day.